0: Hello and welcome to solo travel with Darren. This is episode number 67 and today I'm going to be talking about 10 tips for the first time traveler to Europe and I was looking back through all my podcasts and I realized I don't think I've done a uh, podcast geared toward the person who's never traveled before to Europe And so this is going to be my 10 tips if you've never been, you never traveled before to Europe. And uh, all these things are talked about in previous podcasts, but never kind of put in like one spot. So here it is. Um, And also this uh, podcast episode is sponsored by my law firm, WoodForkLaw.com. I run a personal injury law firm here in Arizona. If you're in a car accident, slip and fall, anything like that. Um, shoot me an email or give me a call and I can help you out here. I've been doing that for about 22 years now. Anyway, so moving on. So the top 10 tips for the first time international tra- traveler to Europe. Number one, you're going to need to get a passport. Um, you probably know that, but if you're looking to take your first trip overseas, you're going to get a passport. You can't just use your license like you do when you travel domestically here in the U S um, getting a passport is pretty easy. I talked about that in depth in episode number 40. Um, uh, if you go and listen to that episode, that goes through like the, you know, the nuts and bolts of getting a passport. It's super easy. Um, it probably, I'm not sure how long it takes now after COVID, but it's probably about maybe uh, six weeks, maybe two months to get your passport all done. Um, unless you get it expedited um also uh, just think about if you're going to europe there's a few places where you will need to get a visa Um, a visa is different from a passport Uh, a visa is basically permission from the country to let you come in whereas a passport is just basically a a document that identifies you so the first thing you'll need to do is get a passport The second thing, the second tip that I have for you is if it's your first time ever traveling overseas, and especially if you're traveling by yourself, I mean, even if you're not traveling by yourself, um, I would suggest hooking up with a tour group your first time. That's what I did back in 2006 when I went to Western Europe. Um, I used this group called Globus.com. I think they're still around, Globus. Um, I talked about them in one of my earlier videos. Uh, podcast when I was talking about my first trip overseas back in 06. Um, But yeah, I would suggest doing a tour group just because the tour group takes care of everything. I mean, they literally, um, once you get off the plane, they have, there's somebody standing there with a sign with your name on it. They take, they pick you up, they take you to the hotel. There's a meeting spot. They take you to all the places in the country that you want to go or the city where you want to go. They get you in, in the front of all the lines. Um, the hotel, the hotel costs are a lot cheaper than they do. If you do your own, your own, um, again, for the, person who's never been overseas before I would suggest going with a tour group the first time number three when you book a trip to go overseas um, you're going to have anxiety and again I talked about this before in episode number 36 but this was more geared towards a solo traveler Um, when you're a solo traveler, you really have anxiety when you, you're planning a trip to go overseas, because like I said, back in that episode, you know, you start thinking that there's so many other things that you could be doing with your money instead of traveling halfway around the world. So, but even again, whether you're a solo traveler or you're going with somebody else, um, you're going to have some anxiety before your trip. Um, I would suggest like I did back in that episode, um, just surround you on the weeks and months leading up to your trip, surround yourself up with travel content, whether that's YouTube, whether that's reading books, um, whether that's podcasts, just listen to a lot of travel and adventure type stuff just so you can kind of get that in your head, get your, your, your mind into that space of you are a traveler and you are an explorer um, and there's a lot of like, a lot of like-minded people with you. Um, so that's tip number three, tip number four is, uh, to pack light. Um, I talked about that in episode number 39. Um, again, don't make the mistake that I made back in 2006 where I tried to pack everything into one, everything I owned into one suitcase. Um, don't pack the stuff that you don't even wear at home. Don't pack that to take with you on vacation. Um, it just makes no sense um and you can wash your clothes when you're overseas so you really only need to take you know weeks worth of clothes no matter how long you're going to stay um because you can find laundry services and then, if worse comes worse you can wash your clothes in the sink but again pack relatively light I know if it's your first time you're not going to pack as light as a veteran traveler but um if you can again try to pack light um Number five. Tip number five is about the English level. Again, I was concerned about this, and maybe you're concerned about this when you travel—whether or not you can be understood, whether or not um, people, you know, when they're speaking a foreign language, if how you're going to get by. Uh, First of all, I'll tell you that um, when you're on a plane, and even a bus or even a metro, if I can remember correctly, but definitely when you're on a plane, no matter where you are in the world. After all the announcements are made in the local language, they will repeat in English. Um, I We're just lucky, I guess, that English is a worldwide you know language, but no matter where you are, they will repeat the announcement in English. Um, and then kind of similar to that, when you're overseas, no matter where you are, um, if you go to an ATM or you go to to a machine to get your bus ticket or your Metro ticket or whatever, there's always going to be an option to switch it to English. Um, I talked about this back in one of the episodes, I think it was episode number 41. Maybe, um, you can go every kiosk. Basically there's a, there's a button that looks like either an American flag or a UK flag that you press that button and it switches to English. So just remember that you can always get by with those things. And then finally, with respect to the language, um, I talked about this before. The rumor that everybody, at least in Eastern Europe, um, the rumor that everybody in the world knows a little bit of English is wrong. Um, Yeah, you know, people take it in in, uh, school, but people, you know, a lot of people you meet just won't speak English. Um, overseas, but you can always get around though. you can always make do. you can always get uh, get by for sure. Don't let the don't let the language barrier stop you from traveling um, because again, if you're coming from America, we have a huge advantage because everybody's trying to learn English and trying to get by with English. So um, keep that in mind. But, you know, with that said, though, um, and I didn't write this down, but I I do um, take, if you can, um, learn how to say um, thank you and maybe hi and bye in the foreign languages, and, uh, you know, that'll go a long way. But, again, if this is your first time ever traveling, don't worry about that. Um, just understand that you're not going to be, it's not going to hurt you. You, you, The the English, everybody knows English, basically. Um, Tip number six is kind of uh, related to the ATM issue that I just talked about. Um, You can use your ATM, you can use your bank card no matter where you go overseas. Um, You can use an ATM um, wherever you are overseas. I mean, it's a little... You, you you know it, it, you worry a little bit when you put your your credit card in your your debit card into an ATM in you know Sarajevo Bosnia Herzegovina or whatever but you know they all work no matter where you go in the world. Um, with that said, um, try to stay away from currency exchanges. Um, one again, there's going to be a currency exchange in the airport wherever you land. It's going to be all in bright lights and all that try to stay away from that. If you can try to find the ATM, um, if that's available. And so again, if you want to get some cash, which I do suggest you do get, get a little bit of cash when, you know, when you land, um, at your destination, but get it from the ATMs and not the currency exchange. And, and again, that also, and also, um, when you try, if you're traveling overseas, this is your first time. You don't need to get the foreign money here in America before you go. I that's what I did. I literally did that back in 2006. I went to the Wells Fargo and I got some euros. And I think I got some British pounds. I think I got some Swiss francs or something crazy. But I mean, but I didn't know. So, but again, you don't have to do that. You you can just get money from the ATMs when you get there. Um, And then also I've mentioned before, you can use your credit card in most places where you go to the restaurant. You just give me your credit card and that's it. But you do need a little bit of cash um, just in case the place doesn't take cash or for your taxis and things like that. Um, So that's number six. And then uh, tip number seven is something that's kind of come up recently. It came up when I was traveling in the Balkans back in May is... Um when you have connecting flights when you book your plane ticket um make sure that you have like i said a couple hours in between those connections because especially when you're landing in a new country you know from America or whatever or anywhere I guess um going through customs can take a long time um uh, sometimes you breeze through and there's no you know no issue whatsoever but when you're traveling overseas, you're gonna have to go through customs. And customs is when you go in front of the like the security guard basically and he looks through your passport and then they stamp your passport and they let you into the country. Um, understand that that's different than traveling domestically here in the US. When you go overseas it's it's a kind of a production basically they flip through your your passport and all that um if this if this is your first time then obviously you're not going to have any stamps in your passports they're not going to really ask you any questions um uh, but you will get questions later though after you do more traveling you get more stamps in your card you'll get uh questions from the security guys the customs agents whatever and that's why sometimes um those lines take so long because they're questioning people who have you know a, a passport full of stamps um, but give yourself, like I said, at least give yourself about two hours for connections. I mean, you may not need it, but to be safe, especially nowadays after the, uh, the, the COVID stuff, um, you know, airlines are busier than normal. There's not as many people working. Um, but give yourself, like I said, a couple hours for connections. Uh, number eight tip number eight is I talked about how you can find, um, cheap flights Uh, That was an episode number thirty, and that was a book I read by I think it was Scott Keys. I think it was. Um, You can listen to episode number thirty: How to Get Cheap Flights. Um, I can't remember if if you take a tour group, if the like I said, if Globus or whatever they do your flight, but I don't think they did. Um, I think I might have had like a travel agent way back in the mid two thousands, but. But you, if you have to get your own flights, then the way you get uh, f- cheap flights is like you again listen to that, that episode. Um, but one of the tricks is to get over the ocean as easy as cheap as possible. Get over the Atlantic as cheap as possible, and then take trains when you're there, or take a budget airline from you know overseas to your final destination um off the top of my head uh milan is a pretty cheap flight from the u.s uh spain barcelona is usually a pretty cheap flight um i'm trying to think what else uh and then yeah and that I, I can't really think of anything specifically but um just search on there from like i said the u.s to uh, uh, to europe and that's what, you know, find out the cheapest flights over there. Um, and then also, like with that said, tip number nine is when you get to Europe, um, if you can take a train in between cities. Um, yes, there's cheap, cheap flights. You know, there's budget airlines where you can fly from city to city for $25 um, in Europe. But it's much more convenient to take a train just because I mentioned this back um before in when you take trains they drop you off from city center to city center as opposed to planes where you have to go to the airport that's usually 30 minutes 45 minutes outside of town and you have to get a taxi or whatever you have to figure out a way to get back into town so um, when you're in europe train travel is super super convenient and i absolutely love it um so you know takes trains and they're super easy to it's easy to figure out too um, if you just go up to the counter, tell them what train you want to take. They'll help you out. And it it's super, super easy. You'll have no problem whatsoever. Um, and then finally, number 10. And this is for the solo male traveler anyway. Um, and I guess anybody really. But um, if you meet girls or you meet people, whatever, in 2022, you've got to have Instagram. Uh, Instagram is the social media platform of choice right now. Um, and so make sure you have Instagram, make sure you have a decent Instagram. And then also second in a distant second right now, um, is have WhatsApp on your phone. WhatsApp is an app that all international people have. Again, before back 10 years ago, that's all you would use was WhatsApp. Um, but now you do a lot of messaging on um, Instagram. So anyway, so that's my top 10. Tips for you if you've never traveled overseas, in particular to Europe. Um, number one, get a passport. Number two, uh, hook up with a tour a tour group. Number three, um, see a lot of you know travel content to beat your anxiety. Number four, pack light. Five, don't worry about the English levels. Number six, all the money issues. You, you can use your credit card in most places and don't get any cash here. Wait till you get overseas. Um, number seven is give yourself a couple hours for connections now in 2022. Um, and then also, like I said, customs is much different in the US, uh, uh, traveling overseas than domestic traveling is. Um, and then how, number eight is how to find cheap flights. Number nine is how to use a train and... Ten is to make sure that you have Instagram on your phone. And so that wraps it up. Um, this is the 10 tips if you've never traveled overseas and particularly to Europe. Um, if you have any questions, shoot me an email. You can email me at um, darren 21 at gmail.com and I can answer any questions that you might have um, and you can check out my blog at solomailtravel.com. Um, I think my last article on there was the uh, article about Montenegro, Budva. Anyways, um, that's it. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next Thursday.